Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurélien here with Darcy and Glenn, my co-host. And today we will talk about failures, you know, how to deal with failures. Um, it's a question we got from, the, from our audience. So uh, thank you for asking the question and we are really glad to, uh, you did and we are happy to answer it. Um, so it's not all rosy and, uh, you know, trajectory as an entrepreneur has um, mistakes and there are mistakes and failures along the way. So how do we deal with them? And just a, a note that um, actually this um, listener had two questions and uh, we are such givers here that uh, one of the questions couldn't really be discussed on the podcast. So uh, Darcy uh, went ahead and contacted the person and uh, gave uh, of his time and uh, answered the question, the other question. So very generous of Darcy. And um, so now we cover the other question, the one pertaining to failures. And I thought Darcy could maybe lead, lead the way. Yeah, because I'm older and I've had more failures. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, it is a tricky topic because, you know, in, in the hype, and we're not trying to sell anything here, so we should address this. You know, you talk about success, and I, we, one of our goals here is to educate and to, to teach and mentor and show a way, uh, shine a light on a pathway in real estate. But, it, you know, we're remiss in not talking about failure because we've all failed. It's really hard. Um, uh, my friend Steve, I will shout out to Steve, my best buddy, who we ski together. He says, if you're not falling down when you're skiing, you're not trying hard enough. Ooh. And if we ski for a day and I'm not wet and covered with snow and listen, I'm a really good skier. I'm a double black diamond all day skier. So I'm still, I could get better. It's one of those infinite things. But if I end a day and I found out I haven't fallen down, I haven't pushed myself. I've been loafing all day. Um, I, I want to be an even better skier. I want to be on those films, what they show in the bar after jumping off of cliffs and landing way down the hill. Um, of course, I have 21 mortgages and uh, children and dependents, so I won't do that. <laughs> if any of my bankers that are listening, I'm going to hold back. But we all fail, and it's inevitable. If you're trying hard, you're going to fail. You're going to push it and find out that you can't do that, and you're going to have to learn a way to, to do it better. I worked on this um, Sunday afternoon. I came up with kind of three ideas, three recommendations. The first one is there's no sense in saying you haven't failed, own it. When you make a mistake, you got to own it. And one of the things I tell my employees, tell me the bad news quick and first, you know, I, I can't fix what I don't know about. I can't help you with things that I have that are a mystery. So if we've failed, let me know quickly because I can fix more before it unravels and goes further downstream than I can way later. So own it and own your own failures. Nobody's perfect. You know, if you're laboring under that assumption, you got to be perfect to make it in business. You're in the wrong business. Only neurosurgeons have to be perfect and they even fail, right? What we're not doing, we're not doing brain surgery here or, you know, rocket telemetry. We're doing real estate. There's room for failure. Just not a lot of it. But the first thing is you've got to own it. If something's not working, fix it, you know, but here's the thing. Don't wallow in shame. Everybody makes a mistake. And if you start thinking you are the mistake and the failure, just because you'd made a mistake, you're screwed. You're done. You can't move from shame. There's a couple of books I'm going to recommend on that. Brene Brown's Daring Greatly, or uh, Kurt Thompson's The Soul of Shame. Every entrepreneur fails. Read, you know, help yourself out. Read some of these books. Brene Brown is an easy read. The uh, Soul of Shame is a little bit uh, more medical. A he's a, doc, a physician and a psychologist. Don't wallow in shame. You can't help anybody if you're just miserable. 
and uh, you know self-indulgent. All right. Um, according to you know Alcoholics Anonymous is a wise organization, and they say you're only as sick as your secrets. You know, so if you keep it a secret, you can't fix it. Bring it out in the open. Tell your staff you screwed up, and fix it. Involve them in their solution. Right. Second one, deal with it. And usually it's hard. There are no easy routes. The right thing, the honorable thing, the legal thing is usually difficult. And backtracking and fixing is often costly, money, time, and reputation. But you got to fix it. Um, you know, you got to change your approach. Move the chairs around. Uh, change something. Fire someone. Hire someone. Change the conversation. Do it differently. You got to do it differently and find a solution. And that's what you are going to get paid for. That's your job as a leader. Find solutions or find people who have solutions. I love Ben Horowitz's books, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. It's for CEOs and leaders. There are no easy solutions. You know why you're at the front of the organization? Because you chose it and it's difficult and they need someone good. That's you. You got to do it. Uh, the third thing, and this is really hard, move on. You need to get back on the horse. If you're a cowboy, uh, get back on the ice. If you're a hockey player, good Canadian boy, uh, you need to show up and do your best thing. Here's, here's the thing. In 2004, I thought this organization I was leading was never going to make it. Uh, we were running out of cash. We we're burning our cash. I was totally depressed. And my bookkeeper, shout out to Kim, who's been with me for 21 years, you know, in a stroke of brilliance, bought me a ticket to a breakfast uh, with the uh, Vancouver Chamber of Commerce, where Brian Burke, the hockey executive, former Vancouver hockey executive, Toronto, Calgary, and now Pittsburgh, fired three or four times. This guy's been fired a lot. And I'm predicting right now, at some point, he's going to be fired from the Pittsburgh Penguins. General manager hired to be fired. They don't last forever. They got a shelf life of like honey ham. You know, it's about three days in your crisper, a couple more days if you put it into a pie. But, you know, you're not eating that after seven days. That's the deal with him. So I met him downtown or in a room of 300 people for breakfast. I was depressed, just stalled. And he talked about his firing, how he got fired by, uh, uh, from his job because they failed. They failed to advance. They were out of the playoffs for three years in a row. Um, even the best fail. And he is honestly one of the best. Four teams have chosen him as their leader. There's only 32 jobs in the league. You know, he owns 9% of them. He's done already. Plus he's worked at the league office. He's not a failure, but everybody's failed. And his bracing, honest appraisal of his failure and solution to what he was going to do and move forward were inspiring. I just picked my sorry ass up tightened my boots and went back to work. It made a difference. Uh, just getting that little breath of fresh air, you know, turbocharged the next year. And I was able to successfully reconfigure the company, get us out of debt and keep moving us forward. Um, you know, it's, it's part of the scene. You sign on for this, you're going to get failure. Guys, how, how do you manage this? Well, I think I'm going to go into the same sort of thing as you. A lot of my points were the same, but different. I go, maybe, oh, good. maybe, um, but you know, successful people, they all have failed, or I like to use the word mistake, had made, made lots of mistakes. I like to not classify it as a full-blown failure. Um, J.K. Rowling's was rejected 12 times before they got Harry Potter, anyone to take it, right? That's, are you kidding me, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, Colonel Sanders, everyone's heard the KFC story. He went to like, what is it, 4,000 restaurants trying to get someone to buy his recipe. <laughs> it's it's like uh repeat like you have to have some tenacity to, to keep coming back right um what i've found is with you kind of touched on this is being telling people telling people what you've done telling people what you're going to do to fix it um it's 
the most powerful thing for me. It makes me accountable. That's why I like to have accountability buddies or you guys. You tell people what you're going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. They ask you why you haven't done it if you've done it, right? Or if, if, at that point, right? So you, it gets you to do stuff. Um, whenever I make mistakes, own it. Um, Reevaluate what you did. Um, like anytime stuff goes bad, some sort of project didn't go right, a partnership didn't go right, sit and like think about it. Uh, you always have to think about it. It is you. It, it, you know, it's nice to point it at someone else. When you go to do dog training, you're not training the dog, you're training yourself to work with the dog. <laughs> that's <laughs> right? true. Yeah. So uh, that's that's where you just got to own this stuff, right? Um, you got to, it is, it's never, well, even if it was completely somebody else, there is something you probably could have done. There's something, a takeaway to learn from this every time. Um, we, we're all, at least I know us three are always trying to improve. We're reading books, we're having conversations with people who inspire us. Um, so um, to try to not make as many mistakes. Um, and I think the big thing is you, you need, to, we're in both, we're all in businesses where we use other people's money. And you have to be in this in this mindset in order to continue to improve. Uh, and one thing that makes me very nervous when I talk to uh, when I do, you know on my other show where it's interview based, when I talk to people who haven't done proof of concept before they're raising money. But anytime you're working with other people's money, you have to be improving. You have to reevaluate what's happened and what's going on, and you have to find solutions to the problems. I like to think that I will, won't make the same mistakes again, right? Um, write them down. Write down uh, what the mistakes are, you know, that you've made. It's almost like a journal. If you can do that, or even some, I like a notepad on my phone, right? It just reads to rethink about these things because it's easy to make the same mistakes. Sometimes it's you're taking the easiest path when you don't even realize it. Um, and if you've written that down and you, you can just keep uh, going back to it, then... I, it's just getting better. It's no one's perfect. And the people who uh, try to have the perfect mentality, like, you know, rich dad, poor dad stuff, where they're talking about the A student, they're going to have a hard time even doing this business. Then you need to be able to fall forward and fall and get up and go forward fall and be able to go forward. Um, yeah. Even if you pay for a big coaching program, it will eliminate or lower the amount of mistakes, but there's still going to be mistakes. You're still going to have to, know how to be relentless. Yep. What about you, Ari? Yeah. I grew up in France where uh, if you were, so, you know, they used the red color and if you were making mistakes, it was, uh, you were almost humiliated for it. And um, so, and that's, you know, when you compare this with uh, entrepreneurship, what I like about entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, when I, when I listen to entrepreneurs share their stories, uh, they show you the, the value of making mistakes. You know, they're usually mistakes are their greatest lessons. Uh, they learn from failures. They learn from their mistakes. They extract their most valuable lessons from those experiences. And um, yeah, I've been through, a, and, I, and there is also a TED talk that I really liked um, about called um, Extreme Ownership uh, by a Navy SEAL named uh, Joko Willink. And um, he goes to the, uh, you know, you, you want to take ownership, like was said earlier in the, 
in the, in the in this podcast you want to take ownership of whatever happens and um, i've made mistakes and almost every aspect of the business uh, screening tenants and then having very bad tenants uh, dealing with contractors uh, and and what i've learned from that is for example when you start questioning a contractor you know they, they can be sensitive so it's very i know now i've learned and i know when I'm sending a text or when I'm making a phone call, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant now. I know, I know what's, what's going to, what's the right way to respond to it. And I know what's the, what's the, the wrong way to respond to it. So, and I've learned that because I've made mistakes in the past and um, I've learned to, to pause and, and hesitate now before uh, when I'm in my interactions with, uh, with um, contractors. And uh, yeah, like we said earlier, you know, when you have an idea, you want to fail fast, you know, it's a um, fail fast is a, um, kind of a, a theory where you want to um, make increment, incremental adjustments to, the, to this initial idea you have, and then uh, uh, figure out right away if the, try to figure, as fast, uh, figure out as fast as possible if the, if the idea is viable or not. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. I read um, the history of uh, George Westinghouse and um, Thomas Edison, the rivalry between them at the last century or the century prior to the 20th century. Um, the you know introduction of electricity into um, North America and the world. Fascinating read, but um, Edison in particular uh, was one of the early adopters of just iteration, 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 which it means it's a nice word for failure, 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 slight win, and then working with that and improving. So he had introduced a laboratory of failure of just guys trying every single thing to make a better light bulb, every different, every different filament, he just went through things, bamboo, no, till he finally got to a light bulb that worked for more than a few hours. But this took almost two years of trying every single product they could use for filament, silk, cotton, bamboo, uh, a threaded spruce, uh, tungsten, you know, I don't think they get to that till years later, but it's just a, a history of failure, but he turned failure into his process. And if, you know, if you can learn from that, have the sufficient humility to learn from failure, you're unstoppable. You know, I could say my biggest failures and why I'm, you know, going back to school and learning leadership is engaging my general partners, my, you know, best friends in a business. You know, we're wrapped up a business and I can, you know, confess here, the biggest failure was not a, my inability to bring four people together around a, a dream and an idea and execute it together that ended up mostly me doing the work and the others watching from the sideline. It wasn't a partnership that could continue because there wasn't a partnership. There was spectators and a worker. And I got to figure out how to do that better because it cost me my health and my time and time with my family. It's exhausting doing four people's work. Um, I got to figure out how to delegate that better, how to engage better, how to involve better, how to share the ball. It's hard. It's hard. That's a massive failure. I think about it almost every day. And it's a slow moving nightmare that was going on for like eight years. You could see it coming, trying to fix it, can't fix it, can't fix it. The only way to fix it was to end it and we're ending it, but it's, it's really difficult. Um, and you know, it's one that there's no loss of money. It's loss of potential. We could have been four times larger with four people pulling on the rope. That's, mm. that's frustrating. That's, that's really hard. And I think about it. That's why I'm reading, you know, the, um, What's it, Kurt Thomas's book on the soul of shame? You just feel awful. 
You know, you won't go into business with the people you want to cut out of your life and throw away. You only go into business with the people you care about and like, right? And if well, it ideally, goes yeah, I go on, I go into business with strangers sometimes, and you find out that you're not a good fit. That's a tough yeah. spot. <laughs> as an investor level, but it, you know, as a general partner level, I was imagining that we would vacation together in Hawaii, you know, and wrap this deal up and celebrate our successes at all inclusives in you know Cabo. That never happened. Um, you know, it's hard enough to get together for a dinner. It's virtually impossible now. I mean, think of, talk about failure. I'm on, I'm, you know, I'm living that right now. It's awful. Yeah. So, you know. Well, that was whenever I was talking, because, uh, you know, some of the, my best, I get my best ideas from spending stuff off of somebody and uh, my wife's the one who's around all the time. <laughs> but that's what she was saying is like, like, I'm like, I was like, what, where have I had real failures? Like, where is it? And she's like, sometimes it's, the relationships with partners is the hardest thing because yeah. we're all human and people get offended and uh yeah, yeah and you can take it whatever way you want to take it <laughs> yeah. you, can, you need to reevaluate it because sometimes you're missing out on something good that you just have to i don't no, know stick it you need to do some couples counseling yeah uh, if we're gonna get real <laughs> losing money is losing money is replaceable money is just a commodity you know i did I did a, a house flip that was a sure thing. You know, I thought we'd bank a hundred grand on this, bought it for 56,000, had a sure sale for 250. Somehow we came up on the wrong side of the ledger by $32,000. Whoa. Yeah. It's not possible. I know what happened. You know, I can own that. That's just, that's just losing money. And I hate that. I lost the potential income and I lost money, but um, you know, whatever, what we're doing here, the real cost is relationship always. Um, and that's the hard, hard cost that lingers. Um, you know, my primary partnership is with my wife and, you know, that's one that's at stake in every one of these ventures that, uh, you know, I spent, you know, in some years I spent 110 days on the road. That's hard on a relationship. Do that for eight years in a row. You know, I made super elite on quarter shares on tango class airline tickets, not full fare on quarter fare, buying it long ways out just to get there. That's a lot of miles. Um, that's hard in a relationship. I got to say that, you know, that's, that's one of the costs that's, that's really hard and it's an unacceptable loss. So, you know, Sacrifices. yeah. So that's, uh, that's the hard stuff. There's, you know, behind every sort of quote success story, you know, read the backstory. I always like to go back to the biography and Wikipedia. Tell me about your story. Okay. Yeah. I know what that code means. I know what that's, what's behind that. How many times have they been married? Okay, good. Just checking. And yeah, and those uh, overnight successes that take 10 yeah. years. Yeah. You know, I've been at this for 21 years. There's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stories. Um, well, there's like, we talked about a lot of people who are really successful, but they always go through these struggles. Even uh, um, Zuckerberg, I was reading up or watching some stuff about him and yeah, he had like a whole pile of companies that failed beforehand, you know, different softwares he'd created that just never took, mm -hmm. right? He, he kept building stuff. Yeah. You know, he likes the boy genius story. So he's going to, you know, foreground that one and bury the other ones and say by 24, he was a billionaire or whatever his story is. Yeah. I don't know, but no one likes to front those, but probably we do our listeners a disservice by, uh, I really appreciate the, uh, person writing in and asking about failure because it's it is a chance to it's rebalance the scales it's not just uh, like a graph with everything starting in the lower left and going up to the right you know including happiness wealth influence and joy 
it's a it's a jagged a jagged part of the story yeah it is totally is on your right your narrative yeah okay well thank you everybody for tuning in and we hope that you have enjoyed this episode as much as we've had uh as we have uh preparing it and and um, producing it for you guys uh, so if you want to submit a question like uh, this uh, listener did, uh, just email it to us at advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. And it would be our pleasure to cover it on the show. And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in and see you next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Guys.